And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins opened up a three-game series against the visiting Washington Nationals. Sandy Alcantara went opposite of the right-hander Aaron Sanchez. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, a great night for the Marlins here at Lone Depot Park tonight. They beat the Nationals 8-2, a season-high 16 hits in the ball game. They did all their scoring in a pair of four-run innings, four in the second, four in the seventh, and Sandy Alcantara stole the show on the mound. Some early trouble for Sandy in the first couple of innings, but then he hit a stride, unlike many we've seen in the history of this Marlins ball club. Sandy retired the last 20 in a row, and the Marlins take care of business in game one of the series, an 8-2 win over the Nationals. Things did not start really well for Alcantara in this game. He allowed an infield hit to Cesar Hernandez leading off the first inning with one out. Josh Bell singled, putting runners to the corners and bringing Yadiel Hernandez to the plate with a chance to give the Nats an early lead. Last year, 0-2, hot smash. Off the glove of the shortstop, Gonzalez into left field. Hernandez scores, stopping at second base, Bell. And Yadiel Hernandez brings home Cesar Hernandez, making it 1-0 Nationals. Sandy then hit Cabert Ruiz with a pitch. Michael Franco hit into a fielder's choice, and Lane Thomas took a called third strike. But in that first inning, the Nationals sent seven men to the plate and forced Sandy to throw 23 pitches. And at the end of half an inning, the Nats had a 1-0 lead. Aaron Sanchez retired Miami 1-2-3 on nine pitches in the bottom of the first. Then in the second, more trouble for Sandy, it appeared, with one out, he hit Victor Robles with a pitch. He then walked Cesar Hernandez. But when Juan Soto grounded to third, well, it started a stretch in which Sandy would retire 20 in a row. He would not allow another base runner in this game through the eighth inning. He got on a remarkable roll, and it was made easier when the Marlins' bats came alive against Aaron Sanchez in the second. With one out, trailing one nothing, up stepped Avi Garcia. Plays the ball smoked out to center. Robles going back to the wall, turns, and it's gone! A home run for Avi Garcia. His third of the season ties the game at one. 402 feet as Avisael Garcia stays hot for the Marlins. He's at safely in eight of his last nine games. Then a walk to Brian Anderson. A double, first of three hits for Brian De La Cruz. Put men at second and third. And looking to snap the tie. The shortstop making the start tonight, Eric Gonzalez. The 1-1, ground ball up the middle, pass the dive of Gordon, a hit into center. Anderson scores, here comes De La Cruz, and there'll be no throw. It's a three-run second for the Marlins, and now a 3-1 Miami lead. Then a double by Jacob Stallings, again runners at second and third for Jazz Chisholm. The 1-1, hot smash into center, another hit. That'll score Gonzalez, they'll hold Stallings. Here comes a throw cut off. So Jazz knocks in his 25th of the season, and it's 4-1 Marlins. Marlins would send eight men to the plate in that four-run, five-hit second. When it was all said and done, Miami had a 4-1 lead. Now, the Marlins had some more chances to extend that lead. They had second and third with nobody out in the third against Sanchez. Solera single, Cooper a double, but Avi Garcia struck out. They intentionally walked Brian Anderson loading the bases. And Brian De La Cruz hit into a nicely turned 5-3 double play. Michael Franco stepping on the bag at third, firing to first. And Miami couldn't score in that third. Marlins 
a walk, then a double play ball in the fourth inning. Jazz a double with two outs in the fourth. That ended the night for Aaron Sanchez, but Jazz was stranded at second base when Carl Edwards Jr. came on and struck out Jesus Aguilar. For Sanchez, three and two-thirds innings tonight. Eight hits, four runs. Walked three, fanned a couple. Allowed the home run to Garcia through 74 pitches, 46 strikes. Sandy got on a roll. After throwing 43 pitches in the first two innings, he had a nine-pitch third. He threw only five pitches in the fourth inning. Had a 14-pitch fifth. Set inside down in order, inning after inning. It was a 10-pitch sixth inning. Then a 12-pitch seventh inning. At the end of seven, he had retired 17 straight, and the Marlins had a 4-1 to lead. In their half of this seventh, they were finally able to break the game open. Austin Voth was on the mound to begin the inning. Jacob Stallings singled. He went two for four in this ball game. He would go to third on a Jazz Chisholm base hit. The Chisholm hit actually would go to second on a Chisholm hit. Jazz's third hit in the ball game. Marlins had a couple men on base at that point with nobody out. Victor Arano out of the bullpen replacing Austin Voth. He allowed a single to Jesus Aguilar. That loaded the bases. Jorge Soler stepped to the plate, and the fun began at Lone Depot Park. 1-1 to Soler. is hit hard by the shortstop out into left field. Stalling scores. Here comes Jazz. Here's a throw to the plate. Chisholm's in standing up. Ball gets away. Aguilar to third. Soler breaks for second. The throw goes into center. Aggie's going to score. A diving stop in center by Robles. Soler goes to third. That ball nearly went to the wall. And Soler would have had a Little League home run. Instead, three runs are in, and it's 7-1. to one. It was the pitcher, Arano, who fired that ball that had gotten away from the catcher, Ruiz, towards second, trying to get Soler. The ball sailed into center field. And I'm telling you, it was headed to the outfield wall until Robles made a diving stop, and Soler could only go all the way to third. A single, two RBIs. There were a couple of errors on the play. One charge to the left fielder on a juggle before getting the ball back in after the hit. That ball was a missile shot past the shortstop, D. Strange Gordon. A third consecutive ball scorched by Soler in this game. And at that point, it was 7-1. to You had Soler at third. Garrett Cooper struck out for the second out of the inning, but the Marlins weren't done yet. Avi Garcia came through again. The 0-2 to Garcia is shot into center. Another hard hit ball and another run. In from third base, Soler. It's 8-1. Second hit, second RBI in the game for Avi. So Garcia stays hot, and in the top of the eighth so did Sandy Alcantara cruising along he began the eighth inning having thrown 93 pitches he struck out Cesar Hernandez he then got Juan Soto to fly to center and on his 100th pitch of the night with two outs in the eighth he went after Josh Bell chopper back over the mound charged by the shortstop Gonzalez has it on to first make it 20 in a row retired Sandy is through eight innings on exactly 100 pitches. It was a seven-run, a seven-pitch eighth inning. Leave him in there. CG, let's go. Well, he might have come back out for the eighth. In fact, it looked like he was going to, but uh, or for the ninth, rather. But then it was uh, a long bottom half of the eighth inning for the Marlins, and they decided at that point to not bring Sandy back. Anthony Bass got the ninth inning with an 8-1 lead. The first batter, Yadiel Hernandez, hit a ground ball to first base. Garrett Cooper fired to the pitcher Bass covering. 
He maybe threw the ball a little bit harder than he needed to, and the throw was a little bit low. It wasn't in the dirt, but it was hard. It was low. Bass wasn't able to come up with it. Bass, the pitcher, was charged with an E1. Kerry Ruiz then followed with a single, putting men at first and third with nobody out. Michael Franco struck out. Lane Thomas, an infield hit. That brought home Hernandez to make it at that point 8-2. to two. D. Strange Gordon then hit into a fielder's choice, so the Nationals were down to their final out. Miami not away from a victory. Anthony Bass looking to slam the door facing Victor Robles. There's a check swing roller slowly hit to short. Gonzalez has it on to first, and that'll do it. Marlins eight, and the Nationals two. The Marlins have won four straight from the Washington Nationals for the first time since 2014. Two big innings tonight, a four-run second, a four-run seventh, propelling Miami to the win. 8-2, your final score. For the Marlins, eight runs, 16 hits, one error, seven left. The 16 hits, a new season high. And remember, all eight runs and 11 of the 16 hits came in two innings, the four-run second and the four-run seventh. So for Miami, eight, 16, and one, seven left on base. For the Nationals, two runs, five hits, two errors. They also left seven. Sandy Alcantara, the winner, three and two. Eight innings, three hits, one run, one walk, five strikeouts. He hit a couple, 100 pitches, 71 strikes. He lowers his season ERA to 2.49. Alcantara retired the final 20 batters in a row. With one out in the second, he hit Victor Robles. He then walked Cesar Hernandez. He then set down 20 consecutive Nationals hitters. And he gets the win. Aaron Sanchez, loser, two and three. Time of the ball game was three hours, one minute. The Marlins with the victory improved to 16 and 19 on the season. Now eight and nine here at Lone Depot Park. They've won four straight from the Nationals for the first time since 2014. They improved to nine and two against the National League East to start the year. In addition to the 4-0 record against the Nationals, they're three and one against the Phillies and two and one against the Braves. So they are nine and two in the division, but they're seven and 17 outside of the division. With this win over the Nats, who fall to 12 and 25 tonight, the Marlins now are 11 and three against teams with losing records this year. They're five and 16 against teams that are 500 or better, beginning play today. Eight to the final, the Marlins over the Nationals. We talk about it every night. The Marlins Notre Nation again partnering here in 2022 to work the strikeout cancer in our communities. Every time Marlins pitch records a strikeout. $25 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to support cancer research. Tonight, six strikeouts, $150 for the season now, 309 Ks, totaling $7,725 to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative. Marlins pounce on the Nationals, and they pound them 8-2 in the opener last night. They've got an opportunity to win a series at 6.40 this evening. But first business to tend to this morning. Let's first hear from Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the win. Donnie, Sandy, fantastic. After the first, uh, retired a career high 20 in a row. How much do you enjoy touching a guy when he gets on a roll like that? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it makes it, obviously, when he's rolling like that, um, is, you know, it's kind of fun to watch. He, he's in and out of innings quick, um, throwing strikes, everything's working. So it was, it was a good night tonight for him. Did you see him change anything in particular um, after that first inning that was a little bit of a rocky start? Or? No, we've talked about this a lot. It seems like first inning is tough for a lot of guys and a lot of starting pitchers when they get past that first. Uh, you know, we, we kind of – I'm not sure that ground ball, honestly, the bell ground ball, both guys covered when – so there was a little miscommunication in our infield, 
and so I think that ball's a double play ball if if we don't both cover there. So, but uh, here nor there, um, yeah. Sandy once he settles in and and, and starts, they, you know, they look like they had a little good. They were going to kind of attack him, and if they got on base, it looked like they wanted to run. Um, but he was able to, to get out of that one, uh, and then after that, it was just kind of rolling on. How important was it for him to go deep in this game at eight innings pitch, especially when you have like boutique starting tomorrow and the amount of arms you used yesterday? Uh, well, it's always good to give your bullpen a rest where you're not using you know a bunch of guys. So, um, you know, we we had Castano here, which would gave us protection. So I don't know if it was you know massively important. You, you know, we know we have a little bit of a spot start tomorrow, uh, which. We'll know more tomorrow if you know how much we needed this one. So, but obviously when Sandy goes deep, it just helps everybody kind of reset out in the bullpen. The, the last week or so, Avi and Jorge started to pick it up. Obviously, much has been said about the track record, slow starts. Just what are you seeing from them, and how good is it, you know, for your offense? No, Soli's been a little longer. Avi's starting. You can see it started coming on the West Coast, um, and it started really with just getting some hits. Right, and that's always good for guys, you know. And they may say, "Well, he wasn't hitting the ball hard yet," but you start getting a couple to fall, and and I've said it before, like you're not always making that right turn and turning back to the dugout. Uh, it's good to get some hits, but today I really like, you know, he stays the ball into the homer to center, and then the base hit to center too. It tells you the barrel's starting to stay in the zone. Soli's been rolling pretty good, um, and just hitting a bunch of balls hard. I mean, he hit some balls hard today. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good to see those guys get going. You actually, that's going to be my next question. Is, uh, even his lineout was like one eleven, one eleven off the bat. Just how difficult that would be for a defense, you know, even if it's hit right at them to try to get something that's hard hit like that. Yeah, I think it's hit at you. You know, guys are big league players; they catch those. Uh, but those balls on the ground, the one that he hit late to D, at D Gordon, I mean. That was a situation you could play the infield in too. That would have been so dangerous right there. But uh, yeah, and that ball takes a little bit of hop off the dirt. I mean, it, guys are hitting the ball harder, I think, now than ever. Uh, honestly, you see more ground balls hit like that that are just just hit so hard. And I just feel like it, it's probably, I see more of that now than ever hit, hit that hard on the infield. Uh, three hits from De La Cruz, Eric Gonzalez with the go-ahead two-run single. To see those those two guys who were filling in for Robos and Sanchez, they see them come up in in their big in big spots. Yeah, to to get production out of those guys is always good because then you start rolling into the big boys, and when the big boys are going, then you have a chance for the multiple run innings, which you're, you've kind of seen from us a little bit. So you know the key is the guys that are, you know, those guys if they get on. It starts putting everybody, you know, their their side in a lot more danger. Dan, is this a game where you can say that a third base coach had a good game, or it seems like he was stopping everybody? Yeah, I think he was right all. He was pretty much right all day, uh, and I think the one, the the very first one, is probably the one that uh, is the is kind of the hardest, or it looks the worst. Because you know, once he's he's held him up, he holds him holds him up for me perfectly. Uh, and then you don't he may not see the guy drop the ball. He's trying to slow the runner down at that point, make sure he stops, and you don't see the guy drop it. Other than that, I think they're all stops. And you know, Al, Al's been really good down there. I, I feel like uh, he's made a lot of good calls for scoring guys. 
Uh, that's a that's a third base is tough. I know it, you probably don't look at it like that, but that's there's a lot going on down there. Uh, lots to deal with, multiple runners. You know, has to know the outfield arms, all that stuff. So I thought I thought his calls were good today. After that first for Sandy, and he fires seven consecutive no hit innings after that. Do you almost find yourself becoming a spectator and marveling at something like that? I mean, it doesn't matter who's on the other side, but to do that in the big leagues, I think statistically the last person that did that here was Jose in his final start against that ball club. I mean, that's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, right. but it's like when you're in a game, you know, for a long time, it's four to one, right? And, and there was an inning in there that we left some guys out there uh, with nobody out and we didn't score. That makes you nervous as a manager, like we're leaving these guys in the game. And then... Once you add on and it's like, okay, you start to – you feel a lot better and you're able to enjoy what Sandy's doing. That was Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the victory last night. Before we hear from Sandy Alcantara, we will take a quick commercial break. Back with you on Marlins Rewind. Let's check in with Sandy Alcantara. He retired 20 in a row. After the first inning, he fired seven no-hit innings of ball hit a guy, walked a guy in the second. After that, 20 consecutive batters retired. It was uh, remarkable to watch. Here's what Sandy had to say. Sandy, after that first, you retired a career-high 20 consecutive batters. Uh, what allowed you to really lock in, or was it a matter of just settling down after that first? Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you, God, for giving me the opportunity to be outside and do my job. I mean, yeah, you know, after the first inning, you know, I just feel a little, you know, like, Tired in the first inning, you know, but after that, you know, just gotta say, I gotta be outside and win the, this game. You know, just compete pitch by pitch, you know, and you guys see it. Retiring the 20 consecutive, uh, what does that mean to you? Oh, that's mean a lot. You know, I mean, I never done that. You know, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I feel so happy for that, you know, and I hope God can give me the opportunity to keep doing that. You got a ton of ground ball outs, I think 13 or 14. Um, how were you able to get the national center to? hit into so much bad contact tonight? Uh, I'm uh, like counter pitches, you know. I mean, I like throw my two seam, you know. When I have like that kind of situation or that kind of team, you know, I just gotta use it. You know, you guys see, you know, I throw a lot of pitches today, you know, I mean, and I was competing inning by inning, you know, you guys see what I did tonight. Did Mel say anything to you specifically when you came out for that now meeting in the second? Oh, yeah, you know, I was a little, you know, like I say, a little tired in the first inning, you know, but after that, you know, Mel came to me and he said something like, hey, you feel something? I say, no, I mean, I just got to get out of the first inning, you know, and went outside in the second inning, and you guys see, I went deep in the game. Sandy, um, I think in spring training you mentioned how much you like uh, facing Soto. I think he once took you deep, and then you wanted to strike him out. Just how do you go about pitching to him because he's such a good hitter? Yeah, you say, you know, he's one of the best hitters in baseball right now. I mean, you know, like, hitter like him, you know, you just try to use my best stuff. You know, I mean, attack him and try to, to strike him out. After you got out of the second inning, see the offense put up four runs, just how good did that feel to be able to pitch with the lead the rest of the way? I mean, I feel good, you know what I mean? And Pablo did, you know, Roger does pitch when they got room support like that, you know what I mean? You feel so good, you know, you got you, you put your mind in the right spot and go outside and try to win the game. Sandy, eight innings pitched. Um, obviously, you always want to go as deep in the game as possible. It's something you've mentioned that you take a lot of pride in. But when you know there's a situation with a starter on the IL and, and, and Poteet, for instance, coming in as the opener tomorrow, do you pay attention to that a little bit more and say, okay, I really got to get out there for as long as I can? Or is it just kind of the same old? You know, just 
prepare myself for my day. You know what I mean? I don't care who coming behind me or not. You know, I just got to prepare myself for every fight day, be ready. You know, be ready outside, do my best, and try to help the team in everything I can. 43 pitches after two innings. Did you think you would be able to go eight innings after your pitch count got that high that early? Yeah, you know, yeah. I say that in the second inning, you know, I think I got like a quick out in the second inning, you know. But I say you got a great staff, you got a bit of side, try to attack then, short try, and go deep. After Mel's visit, did you make a mechanical or physical change, or did you just need to collect yourself to get on a roll? Uh, nothing, you know, you're I think he came in, you know, to try to give me a little bit, you know what I mean? But after that, you know, just try to be, like, really focused on the strike zone and just right. That was Sandy Alcantara after he helped this team improve to 16-19 and 19 this season. Miami just kind of floating with 500, just kind of hovering. They have not played an easy schedule, uh, so they're just kind of hovering. They're waiting to get on a roll. We'll see if they can do that. Uh, the Nationals, by the way, they fall to 12 and 25. 640, first pitch in game two tonight. Yoan Adon goes opposite of Cody Poteet, will be a spot start of sorts for the Marlins, so don't expect Cody to go too long, uh, unless I suppose his pitch count is extremely efficient but nevertheless 640 first pitch 610 airtime with marlins on deck and as always we hope you find some time to join us on the marlins radio network driven by auto nation